Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, Bridgewater Church. And welcome to all of our family and new friends. We're glad you're with us on this incredible Sunday. And I have a question. Are you ready for a breakthrough? The word breakthrough means the act of forcing away through or against resistance. A very important advance or discovery. Now think about that. A breakthrough is an act of forcing against resistance. A breakthrough is an important advance. It's it's a needed discovery. And we think about breakthroughs a lot of times in inventions and historical moments. But what about you and me? Are we ready for our own new discovery? Are we ready for advancing Are you ready for a breakthrough? We're in a two-part series, and Jesus helped two different men experience transformational breakthroughs. In part one last week, we were introduced to a man named Nicodemus, and Jesus helped him understand that to experience a breakthrough, he had to have, he needed to possess an open mind. But today I want to take us to a very different story about a man who is an invalid. We, we will find out a lot of details that will possibly make us scratch our heads. But what Jesus is going to help this man, and he's going to help us understand that to have breakthroughs, head knowledge isn't enough. We have to have more than an open mind we also have to have an open heart. It reminded me of the story of the college student who was dating a girl that he just was madly in love with. Her name was Diane, and Diane decided to go to a photography studio and have the most beautiful picture of herself made so that she could give it to her boyfriend. She did that, and she handed it to him with a note. My dearest Tom, I love you with all my heart. I love you more and more each day. I will love you forever and ever. I am yours for all eternity. Love, Diane. But on the back of that picture with this note was a P.S. It said, Tom, if we ever break up, I want the picture back. Wow. Her heart was not totally open to her boyfriend. Isn't that how we are? We say we love a lot of things in this life. But the question is, what has captured our hearts? It's one thing to say that we love someone or something, or even say we love God, but is our mind completely open? 
And is our heart completely ready to be open so that we can break through the barriers and experience the blessings that God has for us? So let's dive into this story. It's found in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. And I'm going to give us four decisions that we need to make if we want to have an open heart that God can bless and will empower us to have the breakthrough that we've always longed for. Let's start in verses 1 through 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five colored, covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And they waited for the moving of the waters. Now this is interesting. Verse 4 says, From time to time an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one, the first person into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. Here's our first decision. If we want a breakthrough to blessing, then we must open our hearts to hope. Now you're probably thinking, Pastor, that's crazy. Everybody should be hopeful. But I have to tell you, I think one of the greatest struggles that we're seeing in the world today is how hopeless people really are, especially on the inside. Regardless of how they appear to be on the outside, many people are hopeless on the inside. That is exactly what we see in this cripple or invalid. This man had been laying at the pool called Bethesda for 38 years. And when we think about the contrast of the name in this man, it's very interesting. Uh, the contrast of the name of the pool is Bethesda. It literally means the place of twin outpourings. But then when we think about this man, he wasn't the only one who was lying at the pool. Notice what John tells us, the, the, the setting he describes. There are people who are lame, people that can't walk, people that have disease, people that are, are cripples. They're all laying around this water. And they, they were distraught. Every person was eager to see the water stirred because his legend described the first person into the pool would be healed. At least that was the belief. In fact, I want to uh, just stop here a minute and explain something. Many of you, if you go to your Bibles, you'll see that most often verse 4 is, is placed in the footnotes at the bottom of, of the Scripture. Verse 4 is relegated to the, to the base of your, your page. And the reason for that is because there was great debate as to whether this was something that should be included in, in God's Word because there was, there was debate, discussion over whether this was actually a happening. Did an angel actually come from time to time and stir the waters so that people could get in 
you know, first one into the pool healed. Is that true, or was it more of myth or legend? Now, regardless of the discussion, I want you to realize the most important part of this story. John tells us that Jesus entered the picture. Jesus entered the picture. He walked through the colonnades. His eyes suddenly, they were focused on this man who needed a breakthrough. After waiting for 38 years, imagine waiting for a breakthrough like this guy. Some of you that are listening to this, you're thinking, Pastor, I understand this story. I get it fully. I realize I've been waiting on some things all of my life for a breakthrough. Well, this, this is going to get interesting today because we're literally going to see some, remember I told you, head-scratching decisions that need to be made. And the very first decision was this. We have to open our hearts to hope. The moment that Jesus entered the scene, faith began to grow. I love what Chuck Swindoll once wrote. Pastor Swindoll said, hope is a projection of the imagination, so is despair. Despair all too readily embraces the ills it foresees. Hope is an energy that arouses the mind to explore every possibility. In response to hope, the imagination is aroused to picture every possibility, try every door, and fit together even the most diverse pieces in the puzzle. After the solution has been found, it's difficult to recall the steps taken because so many of them are just below the level of consciousness called hope. Well, I'm going to actually try to give us four steps we can remember, and the first is this. We need to allow our imaginations, we need to allow uh, uh, our minds to embrace the possibilities, and most importantly this morning, we need to open our hearts to hope. Isn't it something how so many times we place our hope in the wrong people? We place our hope in the wrong things. Man, we've all been there. But when I think of this man lying by the pool of Bethesda, I begin to recognize that he had put his hope in the wrong thing for too long. He kept waiting for the pool of water to stir. But what he needed was not to place his hope in a pool of water. He needed to place his hope in the living water standing right in front of him, Jesus Christ. What about you and me? Have we really opened our hearts completely and totally and openly to Jesus Christ? We're not going to hold anything back. There's not going to be a P.S. on the back of the picture. We're saying, Jesus, we're totally open. Our hearts are hoping because you are present. Let's look at the next passage of Scripture. In John chapter 5, verses 6 through 7, we're told when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Here's our next decision. 
If we want to break through the blessing, we have to open our hearts to the truth. Now, this to me is a crazy part of the story. Don't begin to get your, your, your thoughts on things that aren't in the passage. Did Jesus heal other people? Possibly. We're not told that this man is the only person that Jesus wanted to give healing to, but Jesus apparently had been talking with people, and he was told that there was a man that had been there maybe the longest, 38 years, waiting for the waters to stir. And then Jesus goes to the man, never touches him. He just looks at him and he asks a question. Do you want to get well? Now, Jesus, what kind of crazy question is that? Do you want to get well? Jesus got right down to the heart of the problem. Did the man really want to be healed? It seems like an odd question, but have you ever thought about the fact that sometimes we are in a situation for so long that God doesn't want us in? but we become comfortable with it. We tell everybody, we tell ourselves, I really would like things to change. But we're not, we're not really opening our hearts to hope, and we certainly are struggling to open our hearts to the truth. The man said, I, I can't climb into the water fast enough. But this man literally had come to believe that his problem was his problem. Oh, wow. How many of us have blamed other people? How many of us have ever said things that we knew weren't true? How many of us have ever decided to blame someone or something else on our issues and our problems become our problems? Jesus, Jesus got right to the heart of the matter. If we want a breakthrough to blessing. We must open our hearts to the truth. In fact, think about it. Most people want freedom. I believe that. I want it. You want it. But to experience real change, we must allow Jesus to speak truth to us, not just once, but time and time again. Why are we struggling? Are our hearts really open? Where are the Remember, a breakthrough is pushing through the obstacles not becoming comfortable with them. Later, Jesus will even share with us. Now, this is down in the passage, but I want to start uh, referring to it right now. Jesus will even share with this man later that his own sinfulness had contributed to his condition. You go, wait, wait a minute, pastor, wait. Was Jesus teaching that all of our suffering is our own fault? Not at all. There's a lot of suffering people go through that have nothing to do with fault-finding. But I am going to say this, and this is a difficult one. There are some moments and seasons in our lives where we have put ourselves in a sinful situation. We've adopted a lifestyle that God cannot bless. I think about a, a pastor I heard preach when I was a young man. And that this is a true story. I don't want you to think as wild as it is that, 
How could this ever be true? Pastor John Conley was the man I heard preach this, share this story. He got a call one day and was asked to go to a man's home and pray with him, which he gladly wanted to do. But when he got there, he realized that the man was more focused on his problems than on having an open heart that would lead to his healing. Pastor Conley, discerning a moving of God's Spirit, began to ask the man some questions. He said, have you ever asked Jesus to be your Savior? No, but I believe there's a God, he said. Then he said, well, do you go to church? No, no, I haven't really had any time for church. Well, do you pray? Well, pastor, I pray when there's a crisis. Do you read your Bible? No, I don't read my Bible. Pastor Conley said, well, do you, do you tithe? Do you give money to God? No, I I've, I've always thought my money was my money, he said. Pastor Conley then stopped, and this is unbelievable, but Pastor Conley stopped, and he said, let's pray. He laid his hands on the man, and he prayed something like this. Oh, God, this man has been very sinful. This man only wants relief. He doesn't want repentance. This man has struggled all of his life, and I pray, Father, that you would not heal this man until he gives his entire heart and life to you. Amen. Wow. Can you imagine that in social media? You know, a lot of times people have opinions about a lot of things, and the only person that really matters is the truth that God has shared with us. And I've got a great ending to Pastor Connolly's story. Do you know what happened? That man came to church the next Sunday, that man gave his heart and life to Jesus, and for the next 10 years, that man was completely sold out to God before God took him home to heaven to be in his presence. Hey, guys, I just want to know, are we ready to make the decision to open our hearts to the truth? In John 8, 31 through 32, I want to read an incredible portion of this scripture. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. To experience a breakthrough to blessing, we must accept the truth with an open mind and an open heart. But the story isn't over yet. Remember, Jesus asked the man a question. Look at John chapter 5, verses 8 through 13. Then Jesus said to him, now remember, the man is, has given a little bit of an answer, but Jesus doesn't debate it. Now Jesus says to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick, up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Here's our third decision. If we want to break through the blessing, we must open our hearts to healing. Now, again, 
Remember, I told you there's a lot of head scratching, some, some big uh, gaps that come to our minds in this passage. Why, why would we need to be open to healing? I believe it's because Jesus wants to probe our hearts and know that there is the faith of a mustard seed that he can use to bring about our transformation, our breakthrough. In fact, Jesus told the man, he said, he just, no explanation, he just, it's a time of obedience. Get up and walk. The verb to walk means not just stand up, it means to walk about. Are, 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 do you see this? It, be, it means we're going to get up with our mat. Think about this. 38 years, struggles, difficulties, problems. This man's muscles would have gone to atrophy. And now he's going to get up and he's going to walk about? And, and this mat, the mat, he rolls it up. Why? Because he doesn't need it anymore. He had gotten so used to laying in the same place all the time. Now he's rolling it up. Now he's putting it on his shoulders and he's starting to walk. Something that I believe probably surprised him. But it was time to obey. And this brings us to the third decision. Are, are we open? Have we been willing to open? Are we willing to open our hearts to God's healing? Three observations are worthwhile. Let me give you those quickly, and I'll give you the reference here in, in the story. The first observation, if we want to be open to healing, where worry ends, healing can begin. Jesus had told the man to do something he had been able to not do for decades. Hear me when I say this. There are things that we have already decided can never happen, even though we talk about healing. I can't lose the weight. I can't break the addiction. My marriage can never be better than it is. My children will never come back to Jesus. Isn't it amazing how we get focused on the negatives? Man, listen, we got to have open hearts to hope. We have to have open hearts to the truth. But if we're going to open our hearts to healing, we need to understand Jesus isn't focused on what we're worried about. Where worry ends, healing can begin. Here's another insight. Where fear ends, healing can begin. Think about it. Oftentimes, we're in bondage to fear. Even, and we may not even know it. But this was the Sabbath. And I think this is incredible. It's a Sabbath. It's God's day. It's God's divine day. And what else can we think about that would be more beautiful than to see people healed, transformed, and find breakthroughs on God's day. Man, that's what I hope happens in our walk with, with each other. That's what I hope happens anytime we connect with God, is that we'll have an expectation of breakthrough. But notice, people said, why are you carrying your mat? You're not allowed to carry your mat. Why didn't the leaders of the Jewish faith that saw the man, why didn't why didn't they look at him and say, you're healed. Wow, you're walking about. What happened? Who did it? How did it all come together? Can't wait. 
to meet this Jesus. You know what they're focused on? Fear. Fear of breaking the law. Fear that, that the same old will be the same old always. Folks, I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you want to have an open heart to healing? we got to get out of this bondage. And we have to trust Jesus that fear can be overcome by faith. Where fear ends, healing can begin. And what about this? Where confusion ends, healing can begin. In verse 13, we discovered, I think this is awesome. In verse 13, we discovered the man didn't even know who Jesus was. Oftentimes, when people went to Jesus for healing, they at least knew he was a rabbi and a miracle worker. Some believed he was from God. That was Nicodemus last week. This man didn't know anything. He'd been laying in a pool for 38 years. His world was very, very small and consumed by his day-to-day same-ness. Same old, same old. But here's what I think is epic about Jesus. He didn't offer to help the man into the water. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to stir the water with my finger and anybody can get in. Jesus wasn't interested in people's myths and legends. In fact, maybe even if it was true that God had sent an angel from time to time, this was this man's time. Think about this, where confusion ends, healing can begin. Oftentimes we're consumed by needing to know all the details of everything before it happens. I want you to realize that if we're going to have open hearts that lead to healing, we can't be distracted by what everybody else says or thinks. Uh, we, We need to have an open heart to the healing that God can give. Even if you and I have been struggling with difficulties and problems for years, God wants us to have an open mind that leads to an open heart to give us the breakthrough that he has waiting for us. And that leads to the last part of the story. John 5, 14 through 15, later Jesus found him at the temple, this same man, the walkabout man, and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Here's our fourth decision. If we want to break through the blessings that God has for us, we need to open our hearts to joy. Do you picture Jesus the way I do? He intentionally had slipped out of the crowd, and now he intentionally finds the man. Do you mind if I, I just put some imagination to this? I think Jesus probably went up and put his hand on his shoulders, maybe even surprised him. Maybe by now he had heard who Jesus was. But he looks at the man, and and I really do believe he was smiling. As the words just flowed from his lips, I think Jesus was smiling. Hey, friend, isn't it great you're healed? And so here's, here's something you need to think about. Stop sinning. How how could the man have been sinning for 38 years? I think it was a mindset. I think it was a verbal problem, possibly, with his mouth. Jesus said, stop sinning. 
Jesus wanted not only this man to have a breakthrough, Jesus wanted other people to see this man so they would know that God is real. Do you realize that? God doesn't want you and I to just have a breakthrough for ourselves. God wants to transform our lives and give us a breakthrough to blessing for other people. If you and I just want the, the breakthrough for ourselves, it's never going to happen. Jesus wants this man to realize that you have got to stop sinning. In fact, Jesus literally it tells him, he says, you don't want things to get worse. Now, was it a threat? No. Was it an ultimatum? No. What, what was so incredible is this. Jesus knew he had had a breakthrough. He was walking about. Now, not only have a physical breakthrough, but have a total spiritual transformation. To break through to blessing, we must open our hearts to joy. And here's something I think is so cool. The man went back and told the, the Jewish leaders it was Jesus. Now, I, I, I know there's a lot of possibilities here. But here's what I think. I think that if he was afraid to be connected to Jesus, he wouldn't have gone back and told them. The walkabout man went to them and said, I know who it is now, it's Jesus. Why? Because he had had a breakthrough to blessing, and he was full of joy. I love what Pastor Rick Warren writes. It's so true. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. If we want to break through to blessing, it's time to open your heart. It's time for all of us to open our hearts to God. So here's what I would love for you to do. I, I want to pray two specific things for you this morning. By faith. I want to pray that you have an open heart for God's healing. Your mind is open. Your heart is open. Even if you thought healing hasn't been possible, can we just take a moment and say, God, I need the help to have an open heart to receive the healing that you have. And then what about this? Let's, let's pray, and I want to do this specifically for joy. I want to pray that you have joy. That you're able to move from the lifestyle that you've been struggling with. I'm praying this for myself too, just so you know. I want to move from any areas of struggle, uh, distractions by temptation or even sin. Let's pray that we would have healing and joy. And let's believe what is true, that Jesus is ready to give us a breakthrough to blessing. Let's pray. Father, I'm so excited about this message. We've spent the last two weeks talking about a breakthrough to blessing. We've talked about having an open mind, but today it's time to open our hearts. No PS, no subscript, no, no escape clause. 
but we want to be all in. Jesus, right now, help our hearts to be completely yours and bring healing to us in this moment. Right now, let the lame walk, let the blind see, and let those that are in bondage to fear, to worry, to confusion, help us to be free. And Jesus, I'm also asking for joy. Help us to be so full of joy that we won't even think about letting our minds go places that, that they shouldn't and so that our hearts are open so that you can plant seeds of, of beautiful growth, the seeds of breakthrough. God, we love you so much. Jesus, thank you for giving us the hope for open hearts and open minds, the hope of breakthrough. And I believe by faith, and I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I love you so much. I pray that this has been an incredible day. Just prepare for this. Get ready for what God has. Reach out to Pastor Liz. Tell Pastor Liz, our online pastor, you prayed this prayer. Tell her the struggles that you're having and you just tell her what you gave over to Jesus right now. And let's pray for revival in our hearts and in our minds. I love you and until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.